there are few tools as powerful as the simple index card for dungeon masters. A lot of experienced dungeon masters over the past four decades have been using index cards in lots of interesting ways in D&D, and they really encompass a lot of the principles of the lazy dungeon master in one very simple, very cheap tool. I'm gonna to give you 10 ways that you can use index cards in your own D&D game. Some of which you may already be using, but some of these might be a surprise to you. There's actually two different ways to use index cards for initiative. A common one is to take an index card, fold it in half, write the character's name on one side of the card, and write a, the character's name and a bunch of information for the dungeon master on the back side of the card, and then drape uh, drape this card over the top of your DM screen for every one of the characters. You, you keep a couple of them aside for monsters, and you can set up initiative on top of your DM screen, and also have a lot of useful character information right in front of you when you're running your game. Another way of using index cards for initiative is actually to set them up like table tents with a number on each one. You can number a bunch of these from like one to nine. And then when you roll initiative, you throw these out to the players in their order and initiative. The advantage of that is it's really fast to do. You have one common set of cards that you can use for any of the characters. You don't actually have to have the characters' names there. And it works really well for one shots. It's a very fast process to, uh, to, to, to set up initiative. You can also ask one of your players to handle initiative this way by just handing them the deck of cards and asking them to hand them out, ask for people's initiative and hand out the cards in the order that you're running. So those are two ways right there. Another way is to write down quests on these. When you have quests that you know are going to land in front of the characters or when quests come up during the game, you can write the key details of the quest on a three by five card and give it to your players. And that way they have a bunch of three by five cards, each one with the quests that they are currently running. It's a way for them to keep organized. It's a way for you to keep organized and understand what's driving them when they go in a particular direction. And it gives them a nice physical thing to hold that shows them what they're working on. And they can write details of the quest on it while they're working on it. A similar trick is to write magic items on cards like this. If you are going to hand out magic items, maybe they're one use, single use relics that have one use of a spell, a powerful spell on it. Maybe they're actually a more powerful magic item. You can write the details of the magic item in a card and hand it to the player when they are awarded that magic item. It's a nice physical thing that they can hold that shows them the reward that they got for the game and gives them the details of the magic item so you don't have to pass it along to them some other way. I'm a big fan of zone-based combat or abstract combat, and you can actually use index cards as a way to track abstract combat. There are a couple of RPGs that do this uh, in their native format. Fate Condensed uses three by five cards to track zones, and you will write the aspects of those zones on a card and put it on the table so that the players know what's going on in, in each particular zone of a location. We could take this and drop it right into D&D by having uh, three cards, say, for a complex combat area. And for each one, we can write on the card, some interesting aspects of that area that the characters might be able to use. An example is we could have three cards for a big battle arena. The first one could be an entry hall with crumbling statues. The second one could be a dais with a bunch of burning braziers on it. And the third could be an arcane gilded throne. We can set these out on the table and move miniatures from zone to zone while they're going from place to place, getting involved in combat in each of these different locations. And they can tap into those aspects, maybe tipping over the statues or dumping over a burning brazier or tapping into the arcane energy that exists in that arcane throne. So it's a, it's a neat way to do abstract combat. There's actually an entire RPG based on this idea called Index Card RPG. You can see it on DriveThruRPG. You can also see it in the notes for this video. 
I've talked about safety tools before, and actually the most common and most popular safety tool is known as the X card, which is based on an index card. So to use this, you give each player a index card that has an X drawn on it. And if at any point in the game they're uncomfortable with the direction the game is going, or they're hitting subject matter that they really would rather not delve into, they can either hold up the card or they can tap the card, and either you move on or edit that piece of the adventure out and move forward, or you can pause the game and say, hang on, I'd like to have a conversation and talk with them offline about what exactly the problem is and make sure that you can keep the game comfortable for everybody. So very common, very common tool for, for index cards. Much like magic items and quests, we can also write down NPC information on a card and give that either hang on to that ourselves if we want the NPC notes for ourselves or hand those NPC cards out to the players so that they have a physical object that tracks the NPCs that they're interacting with. If we want to give a player a secret note, we can write that secret note on an index card and hand it to them. If we want to hide the fact that we're giving that particular player a secret note, we can write out a bunch of notes and hand them out to a bunch of different players, making sure that that particular secret note is hitting the player that we want to give that note to. Sometimes we might want to modify a monster stat block to change a monster in a particular way. And what we can do is actually write the changes to that monster on a 3x5 card. If we're giving them particular traits or some kind of new ability and we want to remember it, we can write it down on this 3x5 card, stick it in our monster manual along with that stat block, and use the two together. Some DMs actually will write out an entire monster stat block or copy out an entire monster stat block. But that could be a lot of work to, to put on one 3x5 card that you're only going to use once. So I recommend using the stat block in the book, but modifying it with a few notes that you can jot down on a 3x5 card. So these are just a few ways that we can use index cards in our in our D&D games. And they really capture the idea of the flexibility we need in order to be able to improvise our game while it's going on. So it's a fantastic Lazy Dungeon Master tool and one that I highly recommend and one that many DMs over the years have used for a long time. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, you can help me out in four different ways. First, you can subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter and get articles with tips to run your D&D game every week. Second, you can subscribe to me on YouTube and get more videos like this. Third, you can support me directly on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash slyflourish. Or four, you can pick up my books Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master and the Lazy DMs Workbook. Thank you very much and have a great day.